to the fourth episode of Jack's Does Homestuck, Gay Stuck Edition. This time we're going through kind of like the, the first part of Act 6. We get up to uh, Act 6, Act 3 is where I leave off. It's going to get more confusing from here on out as far as the acts go. So uh, we start off, you know, we're, we're being introduced to all the alpha kids. And we have uh, Roxy and Jane talking in which um, Roxy says that she absolutely loves that she has a friend who says stuff like shucks buster. It's cute and Jane is obviously pleased by it, by the affection there. And it's very cute. And I just really feel like most Roxy inter- interactions are gay. So that's kind of my bias there. It's just, just Roxy has very gay vibes. And uh, then we have Jake and Dirk talking. Actually, it's Jake and Hal talking. Uh, this is just before Hal decides to use red text, or is even called Hal. But I, f- I figured it's easier than just saying autoresponder all the time. Jake is is talking to Hal, uh, thinking it's it's Dirk about all this uh, brotherly friendship and, and wonderful stuff. And I'm like, Jake, by this point, you know that Dirk is gay for you. Like, you know that's a thing. You you know it. Hal definitely confirms that. Dirk very much is gay for him, saying, like, uh, that the the best thing that could come out of this was saying that it was a preamble to some kind of floundering invitation for Dirk to rush to his vicinity as nakedly as possible. But then he says that it's one-sided, and, I mean, it kind of is. Jake's a complicated dude. Uh, we'll we'll kind of get into more of that soon. But this is the first kind of, like, confirmation, like, just a heads up, Dirk is definitely gay for Jake. Then we have um, a flash to the trolls on the meteor in which Gamzee is living up to his side of the moral allegiance uh, by being the shoulder that Karkat can cry on. Which Karkat does, because Karkat is over-emotional, and it's very nice. And we have uh, Torezi flirting with uh, Aradia a little bit, because they're both really just morbid and love death. And uh, Terezi says that the whole uh, death fangirl thing is, is funny and kind of charming. and Yeah, because they both just really love death and shit. And then more Carcat and Gamzee, with Carcat being a really great shusher, just the best shusher in all of Paradox space. Gamzee's trying to tell him something, but just comes out as honks for a little bit. And just Carcat saying how much he's going to shush, shush Gamzee. Which, of course, Dave is, is seeing all this stuff and is just ironically calling Carcat incredible, but definitely, definitely means it. He's talking to Rose saying how incredible Carcat is. And it's like, yeah, it may just be an ironic thing, but it'll be true soon enough. And uh, so they're, they're talking about um, what's going to be happening on the meteor and how Aradia and Solux aren't going to stay. They're, they're not going to stay on the meteor. They're going to go off and do their own thing. And Kanaya is planning on going with him, in which Rose, like, straight up just like begs Kanaya to stay and Karkat's like Jesus Christ could this be more obvious flirting what the hell and tries to get Solux to stay because you know pot kettle black which then we get John's note in which he suggests like Karkat had feared earlier that everything was going to get down to immediately making out once the humans and trolls met and we have a we have a series of images in which Rose and Kanaya are like looking suggestively at each other, and I I don't know if that's just in Carcat's mind or if that's something they actually did. Either way, it's it's very funny. 
Then we go back to uh, Dirk and Jake, and it's, it's just this huge, huge chunk of just Dirk and Jake, because that's that's primarily what a lot of the the first part of this revolves around, is, is Dirk and Jake. Uh, and this is the first actual confirmation of Dirk being gay, but also, you know, he's from the future, and apparently in the future they don't really have labels like that, but even though Roxy is also from the future and is the one that is calling Dirk gay in a, in a very literal sense not haha you're so gay but like you're too busy being gay to be susceptible to my womanly charms sort of way and he's just like yeah but it doesn't have to be like a thing and then we have Hal worrying about Dirk finally con- confessing to Jake because Dirk is also over dramatic because Hal is like this is not going to be a casual thing it's going to be a huge scene. Anyone who is in the vicinity will have to brace themselves because it's it's not going to be small. And then he pesters Dirk and uh, is is asking like, "Hey, are you are you doing are you doing the Jake thing today?" And Dirk just tells him to shut up that he's not you know he's got other stuff to do. Just not talking about it right now. Uh, so you know it's not just like how just being some off base AI. Like he knows he knows what's going on and he knows that. Uh, Dirk is leading up to something. Uh, Hal then proceeds to describe what Dirk probably has in mind. And it's just it's just the most dramatic thing about how he's going to play as the, the server player and Jake's going to get in trouble and Dirk will be the one to get him out of trouble and all this other like overdramatic shit. Because, I mean, what's what's the point of being gay if you're not going to be just super fucking dramatic about it? Then we go to... Roxy talking to Jane about the possibility of a Dirk-Jake relationship, about how Dirk is going to confess his feelings, so maybe Jane needs to hurry up and confess her feelings. But with Roxy discussing, like, the possibility of Dirk and Jake getting together, Jane is like, but he, but Jake likes women, so what would be the point? Like, poor Dirk is going to be rejected because Jake obviously isn't into guys. And, like, at this point, these guys are, like, 15, 16 so I, I was hoping they'd be kind of more up to date on that bisexuality exists and is a thing, but apparently not. Apparently it's still, you're either gay or you're straight. You're either like one gender or you like another gender. But obviously that's not the case. And uh, Jane and Jake talk in which Jake confirms that he's aware of Dirk's intentions, um, even though he doesn't completely know how he's planning on responding. And... And uh, then he gets even more confusing when he's like, yeah, so he's definitely not like super into Dirk, but he's also not not into Dirk because Jake is very confusing. I mean, they're all very confusing and very confused. Good old 15 and 16 year olds. Then Jake says that they used to joke about the whole like, oh, yeah, I totally date you if you were a girl sort of deal, which I, I mean, I never personally had that experience. Um, but it, it seems like a pretty classic, like, pre-realizing you're gay sort of thing. And then he says that, um, you know, he, he started thinking about that. And it's like, does gender really play that much of a role in attraction? Like, if I would date Dirk if he were a girl, does it really matter that he's not a girl? And this is where I kind of uh, headcanon that Jake is pansexual rather than bisexual. Uh, and I say that even though I, because I had this line of thought and I first came out thinking I was pansexual, and then I decided that bisexual was a better label. But still, um, Jake pretty well fits into that kind of sort of definition of pansexual with that kind of line of thinking. So then we go back to uh, the other Strider, 
they're on the meteor I, I believe at this point they've been on the meteor for a year um I, I think if i'm remembering where i got these screenshots from and carcat and dave are arguing about uh Terezi, and carcat says at, at some point just brings up that he likes staying cook they're talking about like romance movies and stuff and he says he likes staying cook and dave dave believes that this was said to personally rile him up because obviously that ha- they have that sort of like you're only doing this to get on my nerves like it's that personal of a connection sort of for, sort of deal and Carcat's like, no, you're just being self-absorbed, blah, blah, blah. Then Carcat tries to draw a shipping chart and Dave tries to stop him and ends up like making him draw like dicks and stuff. That That is an obsession with boys I will never understand, especially boys who are trying to say they're straight is just drawing a bunch of dicks. Anyway, so drawing a bunch of dicks and Carcat's like, no, I want to stop. Fine. I'm, I'm giving up. You can have the pen. And Dave's like, no, we're still drawing here and makes a uh, Carcat continues to draw dicks, which Carcat uh, recognizes as being like uncomfortably physical in sort of like a, a black romance sort of way and tries to get Dave to stop and that he doesn't feel that way about him. And I mean, it, it's true because they end up uh, they end up being uh, pretty red and not black in that sense. Yeah. And Dave's just like, no, dude, this is just platonic. <laughs> it's just it's it's funny. Just good old cultural differences. Uh, a bit later, they run into John in a dream bubble in which John pushes Roxy out of danger, leaving himself in danger. And Carcat shouts for John to watch out and then is like, well, looks like he's still an idiot, which is true. And also, um, I don't know, it's also just cute that Carcat would be the one shouting for John to move out of the way and just be like, ah, that idiot. Same as always. And back to more Dork and Jake. Uh, again, because this is just so mar- so so much of the first part of Act 6, um, we have a, a glimpse at the past in which uh, Dirk has sent the final piece of Jake's sparring robot, and it's the head. And the head is obviously, like, looks very much like Dirk's head. And uh jake is like oh do i have mr strider himself in front of me and dirk's like i haven't figured out a way to get myself over there yet and jake's like yet dirk then like starts like getting ready to confess that he's actually from the future he's like hey i have something that might change the way you feel about me but i really need to let you know blah 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 and jake is like uh what's he gonna say like oh my god is this gonna be finally the moment that he says that he has a crush on me and uh then uh i mean that's that's obviously not what happens it's uh a jake saying that no i'm actually from the future all the jokes i've been saying uh all all the hints i've been dropping about being from the future are actually like legit like i am from the future any disappointment jake might have felt about this revelation is kind of lost in the fact that uh you know he's from the future like that's fucking great who cares if he's not gay for me he's from the future and then we have a copy of dirk and jake's head uh whenever jake is, is passed out and in a dream bubble and uh it, it's one of dirk's splinters i uh i believe uh yeah because that's that's what they call him one of dirk's splinters before we really get a kind of better idea of what all that is you know and, and the splinter says like hey you know you just know Dirk so fucking well. You're the only person who would be able to have such a great copy of me in your brain. And that's, yeah, that's pretty gay. Like, if you are the only one who knows your friend enough to, like, have a very lifelike splinter copy of them in your brain, 
uh, then just kind of a little blip in between all this Dirk Jake stuff, there is Arania confirming that both girls and boys have had crushes on her and she's been able to detect it. And just a little like, yep, yep, ladies have also had crushes on me and that's cool. And uh, back to talking about Dirk and Jake, and Jake refers to Dirk as his suitor. So it's just more confirmation that that Jake knows Dirk is into him and Dirk is definitely into him. But then he's like, oh, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm calling him my suitor, but Dirk is kind of like this this really complex enigma. And I have no idea if that's actually what, I if I'm interpreting this correctly. But he, he very much is. Um, because we see in a flashback of Dirk drawing shit for Caliborn, he uh, fiddles around between requests by, um, he makes a drawing that he had of himself and a drawing he had of Jake, and he, he makes them kiss, and it's hilarious. Okay, and then we get on to um, a different ship, and honestly, in this conversation, I had a hard time choosing which bits to include, because the whole conversation uh, involving uh, Arania and Mina is is pretty gay, but we start out with Arania being upset that Mina isn't, like, super interested in their reunion, because Arania had been really, really looking forward to it. But, I mean, from from Mina's perspective, like, she had just, like, what, blown everyone up, I think it was. So she had just blown everyone up, but Arania has been here for, like, millennia. And uh, it's like, I was really looking forward to meeting you, and I can't believe that you're not, you're not happy about this. But uh, she can't be overly upset because she keeps letting fish puns slip, which Mina, like, super catches on, is like, oh my god, yeah, you said it, you said it, you, you, you didn't have to say uh, that fish pun, but you definitely said that fish pun. And then she's like, I love you. You're saying all these fish puns. And it's it's very cute how excited Mina gets by that. So we end with uh, Calliope. Uh, I believe that's how you say her name, Calliope, uh, telling Roxy that she loves drawing her because Roxy's so pretty and Roxy says she loves her. And uh, it, it's quickly clarified after this that, that Roxy just meant it in a platonic way. But we we know what's really going on. Like, they totally love each other. And it's very cute. So, so I was saying that, that we ended with that. I think I said that. It was in my notes to say that. But who can go back and re-listen to what you just said before continuing on? Anyway, so um, that was the last kind of clip I had in here. Um, picture I had of, of the conversations was, was Roxy telling Calliope that she loved her? But I don't know. I, I didn't really talk about... I feel like I really need to talk about the whole uh, Jake kissing Dirk. And I think I only didn't get those clips in here because like, you know, kissing dead people to wake them up isn't like inherently, I don't know. That's just the thing you have to do to, to make sure people stay alive is to kiss the dead bodies. And I don't believe I included that if there are any other uh, same gender dead kissing, but <laughs> But obviously, it's more important with Dirk and Jake. And instead of going back and and finding all those uh, clips and putting them in here, I'm just going to have this blip at the end uh, because it's it's very complicated. Because it's not an easy issue for Jake to just go ahead and kiss Dirk's decapitated head because it means more. And uh, Jake had different visions of of what their first kiss could possibly be. Like they're they're. Like, he's, he's putting a lot more meaning into it than just bringing someone back from the dead. This is this is Jake kissing Dirk. And especially after all the talk earlier of, like, really, really realizing that Dirk is definitely attracted to him, then, then yeah, it's a lot more meaningful than just bringing back someone from the dead. It's, 
it's your first kiss, even if it's just their decapitated head, it's, it's their first kiss. And of course, Jake ends up doing it, but he has to do it in like this power stance with a, like a volcano erupting in the background because of course, but, and then we uh, kind of zoom out from that and realize that his other friends, his three friends were standing there the whole time, uh, including Dirk, were standing there the whole time watching this happen. So watching him have an argument with Hal about kissing Dirk and then finally kissing Dirk in this this superpower pose and it's just it's some awkward stuff that that we'll probably explore next episode potentially I mean I I really don't remember how these acts are organized or how much content is each in each uh intermission or or inside act so um but I assume next episode we'll be getting back into that anyway sorry I, I feel like this episode was a bit more disjointed than usual especially towards the end there But uh, thank you anyway for listening. I'll have the next episode out next Wednesday. Um, I'm thinking about bringing my Patreon back up. If I haven't done this already, again, I do have these episodes being done uh, quite a bit in advance. And I just, I'm too lazy to go back and re-edit it with whatever new information is in there. So um, if I have a Patreon up, I believe it is at, yeah, so my Patreon is going to be a socially anxious dragon. So uh, same as my main Tumblr. And um, right now I'm thinking some of the perks will be, you'll get access to, to kind of some polls to vote on. You'll get access to uh, my scripts, uh, which I I don't follow 100%. Like, it just sounds too stilted if I follow my script completely. But still get access to my scripts. You'll get access to the uh, images I screenshot, which I do give you links to go to those pages so you can find it. But it's just you get access to everything that I'm looking at whenever I'm writing these. You'll get access to some other recordings I have. Like, for the third episode, it actually took me, I believe, three tries in order to get the episode to sound right. So you'll get access to those. And then some some other like audio things I'm doing. You'll you'll have access to those as well, and um and I believe I I'm also going to put the the links up either a day early or a, the Saturday before the episode is supposed to go on. I'm still trying to figure about that, and that's probably going to be one of the polls that will be introduced. So depending on the levels, I'm I'm still getting these details sorted out. Again, it might already be up by the time this episode comes out, but anyway, there's that. So I have that. I have a, I have a Ko-Fi. I think that's how you say it. Cause I know it's supposed to be like coffee, like buying you a coffee, but I pronounce it Ko-Fi. That Ko-Fi is also a socially anxious dragon, uh, which again is also my Tumblr. So you can support me there. Uh, my podcast is hosted on Buzzsprout under, um, my website is called, uh, it's jdh.buzzsprout.com. I usually have a link for that on my Twitter, S-A Dragon Tweets. And then I'll usually have a link for it on my Homestuck Tumblr, which is Jackstas Homestuck. It's a lot of information. I'll have links. You'll have all that information. But um, I, I'm sorry I keep rambling so long at the end of these. You can have already stopped listening by now because the main content's over with. But anyway, thank you for listening. Please uh, like, subscribe share, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Tumblr, um, and support me if you can. Like, definitely don't if you don't have the financials to do so, but if you can if you can spare a dollar or two, I'd really appreciate it, especially when I'm going to have to start paying for Buzzsprout. It is a free service, but 
the free service deletes my episodes after 90 days. And obviously I don't want my episodes to be deleted. So, um, so I'm going to have to start paying for that every month. So anything you can do will help. And, um, again, thank you for listening. Next episode will be out next Wednesday and, um, and, and yeah, see you then. <laughs>